the older you get, the more you realise how important the friends and the people you love around you are. It's only in, it's only in hindsight you can be smart. <laughs> G'day. My name's Russ Tom, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, they told me to tell you, it's called the Mates Code. Anyway, in Australia, it's the best thing in the world when you can have a great bunch of mates around you. Your mates help you celebrate when times are good, they pick you up when times are bad, and they also pull you up when you're acting the fool or not doing what you're supposed to do. So come and join me and my mates as we have conversations about life and what it means to fail, have success, to come against challenges. And hopefully these conversations will give you those little nuggets that you can use in your life to maybe crack those codes, to take that next step, to break through that little barrier that you may be facing. But most importantly, I thank you for being here, mate. And let's get on with it. Oh, crap. <laughs> G'day and welcome to episode five. Today's episode is an interview episode and I have picked my neighbours who I've been neighbours with for 14 years. They are an amazing couple, Jim and Dot. They are an absolute blast and I had a great time doing this interview with them so i hope you enjoy it as much as i did and i will catch you on the other side of the interview enjoy so i'm sitting here with jim and dot mm-hmm. um we've been neighbors now for nearly 14 years oh my goodness have we really? yep 14 <laughs> years and we've probably been f- close friends for about five or yeah. six years yeah yeah since we the um Community yeah. centre. Community centre stuff in the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I know a bit about you, but mm. if you were going to give people a bit of a snapshot of your life and mm. sort of starting out when like, when you were either together or before you were together and sort of the stuff that you've done in your lives. Mm. Yeah. So. So, there you go. You can start. There you go. You want to or you want me to? Whichever. <laughs> we're not very good at this, are we? We're totally no, not very good at as, as, uh, Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we both came to Australia as young teenagers. And uh, we met in our teenage years. We got married in our early 20s. We had three children, lived in Melbourne, About came that. to Perth, Western yeah. Australia, and have been here ever since. That's pretty concise, isn't it? That's a man's approach to it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so what year did you come from England? 49. 1949. 1949. Jim did. I came in 1954. And, and what age were you? I was um, 14. Jim, 13. Jim was 13 because he's older than me. I was 13 on the boat. 13 on yeah, the boat. Yeah, he's f- four years older than me. Okay. So. And so what shining age will you be this year? I will be 79. 83. And Jim will be 83. 83. See? And okay. if I look older than him, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Australia with my parents mm-hmm. because um, I'm a 10-pound pom, and so did Jim, I think. And the reason we came to live in Australia because I had a, a mum who was sick and very bad chest 
and if she didn't come to a warmer country, then she wasn't going to live. So that's why we came. Okay. And my dad was 54, so it was a bit hard for him. And, um, you know, then he came out, got a job with General Motors Holdens, and, um, you know, that, and we had to go to Melbourne because, in, they, you know, that was where the work was. Even though, like everybody, we stopped off at Perth and went to King's Park, and, and then we went to Melbourne. Okay. And it was coming down in buckets in October in Melbourne and freezing cold. So we thought we were still in England, everybody <laughs> queuing up to get off. And, you know, you thought, um, I think that's what everybody did think. They, they really thought they were expecting banana trees and, you know, warmth. Yep. And we got Melbourne cold. And yeah. did you have the same experience, Jim? No, we arrived in December. I thought I'd arrived in heaven because it was about 40 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> So you both were you were in Melbourne and you met in Melbourne? Lived we in the same street. Okay. Oh, I was about 22, he was about 19, weren't you? What, when we got... When we started going together? Well, yeah, we sort of went on and off together as you do and saw other people and all this, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, teenage years of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he only lived across the road, so that wasn't hard, was it? <laughs> um, I don't think it was that. Um, no, it wasn't formal. Either. No, it wasn't no. that formal. No, very no. casual. Because your mum and dad was always very casual anyway. Well, my mum and dad were just my mum and dad, you know. They were easy to get along with people. So, you know, things were simpler maybe, you know. There wasn't everything else that went along, you know, with it like there is now, you know. It's easier. Um, no, no phones and things like that. We used to get dressed up to go to the movies, and didn't you we? you did. You always got dressed up. Yeah. And this, this, this uh, and the dancers wore a collar and tie. So, so your your dad worked for General Motors Holden. He did. And so, was he a mechanic? Or he was a, a tool inspector. Tool inspector. Oh, he was. He was an inspector. You know, everything's different now. Though you've got to go back a long way. Yeah. And he got a job because he worked for the English Steel in England, yeah. and he got a job in General Motors Holden from there. Okay. Yeah. And your dad, Jim. What was he? Oh, uh, bricklayer come builder. Bricklayer come builder, okay. And so he came across as a bricklayer come builder, and is that what he did when he uh, was in Australia? Yeah, basically, but he left uh, England in 1947, went to South Africa, and lived in Rhodesia and Bulawayo, as it was then. And uh, then he decided that uh, to bring us up, whether it was myself or my mother, I don't know, but he decided to come to Australia. And uh, then Mum and I followed out two years later. And do you have other siblings? Uh, yes, I have a uh, sister and a half-sister. Okay. Yeah. And Dot, you have two brothers? I have two. I had three. Had three brothers. Okay. Um, Brian, the one who's yeah. now living in Mindari, he, instead of coming out, he stayed in England. My other brother, Jeff, these are two half-brothers. And there was about three months between them. And he was still in the forces because they had to do, you know, national service. Yeah. And he decided to do a year extra. I'm not quite sure why. So he came out here, and um, unfortunately, he was, um, you know, he died in a car accident when he was 29. Not that much. Not they didn't have very long here. Got married, then got killed in a car accident. So, and then my other brother Vic, he's um, now in Melbourne. Um, he, he came out and um, he um, 
went to well, he didn't go to school here. He went straight to work because he was he was doing art. He was an artist, a commercial artist, and he got a job in Melbourne. And um, then he ended up coming to WA, married a WA girl, and mum and dad followed him here mainly because of mum's health, because by that time Melbourne was getting to her again with the very chilly winters. Yeah. And and they came over here, and then we decided to move from Melbourne. And from Glenroy, we're either to the seaside there or to WA. It was either Perth or Queensland. Oh, and yes. We, we moved to Perth to see, and of course, with the doctor's parents and family being here, I mm. got a job here, and then before I knew where I was, I'd been here five years. And my parents <laughs> by that time were gone. Yeah. Yeah. They'd both gone, and Jim's dad was still alive, so we lost all our parents within a very short time. Okay. Yeah. So if we rewind our clock backwards just a little bit, mm. um, so Jim, obviously, you you were you went to school. You both went to school here mm-hmm. in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you didn't. No, no, I didn't. So how old were you? When you I went? decided not to go back to school. Okay. I just went in and got a job in the city. Okay. And I went from there. Right. So you were working. I was a very silly girl because oh. I decided not to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so what what were you working as? I was working in in the with the grocers' association mm-hmm. and in the office. Okay. And, um, you know, I stayed there for a few years, then I went to something else and just messed around and, well, no, I didn't mess around, I, I worked hard. But, um, and then I got married, um, had children uh, fairly quickly, <laughs> and, uh, you know, didn't do with my life what I probably would have done if I had my life again. I would have gone into something like interior design. I think that's probably what I would have liked to have done. Okay. But I didn't. You didn't? No. Did you like, okay, so later on in your life, did you, did you explore that artistic side of your life? Not really. Um, I didn't, I didn't really do what I should have done. I probably should have gone back and done more, you know, study somewhere else, but I didn't. I was, um, I think maybe, not, uh, well, uh, that's just what you do. It's nobody else's fault but mine. I should have pushed it and done some more things like that. Okay. I worked in an architect's office and a librarian, I did all sorts of things. But um, I didn't do maybe what in my heart I would have enjoyed. I suppose at that time, you know, somewhere where you get married, you have babies and, you know, that's the way it is. If you had been born, you know, 20 years ago, instead of when you were born. Do you, do you think you would have been the type of person to go on to TAFE or university and study something artistic? I think, I think maybe I would have. See, with what happened leaving so soon in England and mum being sick, and they didn't have a lot of money, they didn't really have the money to sort of, you know, I needed to work, I needed to, um, to earn some money to earn my keep, let's yeah. face it that way. A necessity. Um, it's just necessity, yeah. Okay. And maybe I would, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was just pure laziness on my part. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I tend to think sometimes we make our own um, decisions and you can't go through life saying, well, it's somebody, it's, it's, it's somebody else's fault that I didn't do stuff because yeah. I don't agree with that. I think if I'd have been maybe stronger, I would have done more with my life. But that's just the way it works sometimes, you know. You'd, we all probably 
maybe some of us wish oh, we should have done that or we should have done that and you know but it didn't work out like that but um so then i'll ask you this question <laughs> on a scale of one to ten yes and you know you can't use seven, no has your life been enjoyable yes i'd say i've been very lucky in a lot of ways yeah so yeah. what scale would you give yourself one to ten of looking on the, on the whole picture of life I'd say probably eight. Okay, so Jim, um, your your working career, so did you go, you were at school when you came to? Yeah, I went to tech school for two years, and then you got an apprenticeship as a motor mechanic. Motor mechanic. So you started as a motor mechanic on just ordinary vehicles or? Yeah, on cars. Cars, okay. And you, you were a mechanic while in Melbourne? Yep. Yep, and who did you work for? Worked for various uh, agencies, uh, different ca- uh, Volkswagen, Holden, um, the just and Fords, the popular ones, and then later on I worked with the RAC uh, and fleet maintenance on a on a on a truck. This uh, worked on a fl- in a flour mill where they had trucks and it was trucks maintenance, and then we came to Western Australia and I joined a, an a, a agricultural industrial John Deere. And worked with industrial machinery, and um, then resu- retired when I was fifty-one. And we started our own um, casual business of just lawn mowing and gardening. That's what we did together, because we decided. And uh, we did that for fifteen years. Then by the time I was sixty-five, I was eligible for the old age pension, and uh, luckily we 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 were able to comply with that and um, lived happily ever after. <laughs> we did work together, we worked very hard, yeah. So you retired at the age of 51, that's quite yeah. young for someone of your generation, isn't it? Mm. And what was the, why, why did you choose to retire at 51? I mean, I, I even know, I, I'm 47, <laughs> so you're saying that I'm retiring in four years' time. So what was the impetus to retire at 51? I was just bored out of my head with the job. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't stand working for anyone else anymore. Interesting. So, did you enjoy being a mechanic? Not really. The best time of all was when I was working with the RAC, because although it was shift work, which I wasn't terribly keen on, but it was uh, troubleshooting and diagnosing, and you could do a little bit to kind of keep your hand in, but you didn't have to turn around and uh, pulling clutches and gearboxes out and uh, head over heels and engines. Mm, okay. Yes. So, so you don't like being dirty? No. <laughs> that doesn't kind of work for being a mechanic, does it? No. No, I shouldn't have been a mechanic, you really. You should not. Uh, so, okay, so we now know that Dot, if she'd, had, if she'd had the opportunity, she probably would have done something artistic, interior design, etc. If, you, if you'd had your chance? I wanted to be an electrician, uh, but I was told that it uh, probably wasn't suitable for it. Anyway, Why? we'll go there. <laughs> But you, but you're um, okay. So one of my um, observations of both of you, mm. um, you're eighty three. Is that right? In yes, in December. Yeah, and you're seventy nine this year. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've observed of both of you is that you are still very bright, cheerful. You're interested in the world. You're both very physically able, especially yourself, um, Jim. Um, I'm very surprised at your age, the things that you actually can do. Mm. I've met people 
a lot younger than you who can't do half of what you can do. Why, why do you believe that you're so able to do stuff at this age? Because we walk a lot. <laughs> I think, well, we do walk a lot. We, we just decided, you know, it, if you don't do something, with, if you don't use your body, obviously, if you don't make it work, if you don't stay interested in things and, and love your environment that you're around in, not sort of curl up and say, I'm old now, that's just it. You know, you've, keep, you've got to push yourself a bit. So, okay, so run me, run me through a typical... Let, let's do a typical day of, like, um, what you would eat. Let's eat. Say, yeah, because, let, let's, I mean, you're... What would eat. Eat. Yeah, I eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, obviously, you, you're, not, you're not strictly vegan, you're not anything no, like no, that. No, you're, no, you're completely no. normal in your day-to-day. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so in the morning, what would you, what would you have for breakfast? <laughs> Don't has rice and I have wheat bix. Yeah, I I eat whatever I feel like eating in the morning. Okay. And whether it's uh, porridge, I like porridge. Um, it could be um, cheese on toast. Could be mushrooms on toast. A, a variety of different things. Lunchtime, Jim always loves to have a sandwich. Or you want to have it? Jim likes a sandwich. He likes more straightforward things. Where I think, what do I fancy? You know, I'll have something a bit different. Or a, I might have. So, so so you, she sells something savoury and I'll have something plain. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I prefer savoury to sweet things. Okay. So, so it sounds like you're, you're flexible, you eat lots of different things, you probably mix it up a bit. Yeah. Whereas Jim came straight out and said, I have a wheat bix. I have wheat bix. Yeah. And do you have wheat bix every single day? Mostly. Yeah. Okay. And then... Fruit, though, with fruit with, and yeah, yeah, whatever. A bit yeah. of yogurt or something mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then lunch is fairly similar. I have sandwich. Yeah, as Doc said sandwiches. Yeah, you yeah, have a sandwich. I might have a bit of leftovers, or I, I might have. I love um, sort of Chinese. You know, where you steam the dumplings. I love those. <laughs> I love steamed dumplings and stuff like that. And and so I might have some of those. It's light. It tastes delicious. And um, or I'll have salad. Yeah. I rather like salad. Jim's not crazy about salad, are you? So. You like not as much as you. You like cos lettuce, but you know I like um, meat I and know. potatoes. Yes, or or fish. Loves fish. Yeah, I love fish. Yeah, and then dinner. What would dinner look like? Dinner. Well, it's just Jim said he loves fish, so we'll have fish, vegetables. He loves salmon. We'll have salmon, vegetables, or I occasionally get to have rice, <laughs> uh, or I'll make potatoes for Jim, and I'll have rice or pasta. But basically, you you prefer really straightforward uh, straightforward not yeah. I like curries more than Jim does and I like curries but they have to be mild they have to be mild they're yeah. allowed to have, you know anyway yeah. we just like most couples I suppose we, we have different tastes yeah. in food and would you have a glass of wine or a, a, a beer every night <laughs> I'll have a glass of wine maybe sometimes four or five times a week sometimes not just depends if I have somebody to have a glass of wine with and Jim's not much on a glass of wine he sometimes he has white wine but um, or a beer. he'll, he'll have, have a, a beer or a port after dinner well I don't like port it's too sweet okay so port yeah have you port. ever a small port yeah, yeah. Ever... or gin and tonic I'll have you say gin and tonic okay um whiskey <laughs> scotch no, no, no none of those Jim beer port or um chardonnay 
So it, so it sounds like that you... Sounds like I'm talking a lot of rubbish, doesn't it? It does, <laughs> well, yeah, we... <laughs> no, no, it actually sounds like you live a very sort of moderated life. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're extreme in anything. You just like the food you eat and you have wine when you like yeah. to have it and mm. beer and mm. so you're not, not extreme in anything. So, and you said before you're healthy because you walk and you stay physically active. Yeah. Mm. And so what about um, from the point of view of learning new things? Because I know, because I know, I know Jim, you and I have had a few little things that we've been working on. Mm. So um, what's fascinating for me is when you, when you would have come to Australia mm. and you said it before, you know, this was long before the days of the mobile phone mm. and probably long before the days of having a phone in your that's, home. That's right. It was a novelty to have yeah. a phone. Yeah. Absolutely We novelty. didn't have a phone. Don't no, never had a my parents, parents didn't have a phone. Yeah. So, so for you, like, obviously the last 15 years has been fairly amazing in what you've seen from a technology point 20, of view. 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. blows your mind. Ever since we had grandchildren, we learned how Absolutely to use a mobile phone. Absolutely blows your mind. And there is so much now that, I mean, with technology, with visuals, with school, I mean, you know, you think, well, I do, I think, if I'd have gone to school today with all this visual, you know, with uh, history, with geography, everything's, you see it. It's not just in a little book, black and white, with the teacher who's bored just teaching it there. It would have been magic to me. So, Jim, I'm, I'm go- I am going to ask you, because I know you, you did stop. No, it's okay, Don. <laughs> um, you, you did mechanics, but you said you would have liked to have done electric electrical yes yeah. but someone told you that you weren't appropriate yeah. for that yes yeah and you don't have to tell me if you don't want to but what was the reasoning behind that oh i just wasn't good at school okay all right but academically okay but but you're a very good mechanic not really i was good at troubleshooting but i i I would rather not work on an engine. I would rather turn around and say, you, you need this, 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 and this because of that, that, and that. Okay. But to turn around and pull the engine apart, uh, after the first couple of times, I just get bored. This is too much repetition. Okay, so I, um, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to upset you, but um, this is something that's very interesting because I'm, I'm dyslexic and I also have ADHD. So for me, I understand the whole concept of yes. not being good at school. And you know what I'm doing. So I'm, I've done my master's and I'm now... I'm you doing, have? And I'm now doing a PhD. So I understand that um, what someone tells you being good at school, not being good at school, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I wasn't very good at school, but I, I was probably forced to be good at school in, in a way. Um, but but I know because one of the things that's really fascinated about you me about you Jim is the way that you do learn. Like we've been working on doing computer stuff, and your ability to learn that is phenomenal. So obviously you have a really great problem solving brain. I think that's probably why I like working at the RAC because it was a it was a uh, you were different vehicles and different situations. Yeah, and you were on your own, so you had to just think by yourself. Yeah. And you didn't have to have someone saying, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Uh, you clock on here and you turn around and pull that cylinder head off, whatever. Yeah. You go from one job to the next and you didn't know what the next job was. You always had something different to do. You finished, when you were 51, 
because obviously, like you said, the job was a bit like, oh my God, I can't keep pulling things apart. No, it's okay. Well, I went... You went to Melfast, didn't you? I went to this uh, industrial agricultural company, John Deere, and uh, I worked as a mechanic there, then as a field service mechanic. Again, that was good. But then Chamberlain John Deere, uh, they they took over the... Chamberlain took over the John Deere franchise, and they were more interested in the... The John Deere had a bigger uh, say in what was happening. So Chamberlain generally went downhill, as it were, and John Deere came into the fall. And, uh, and then the uh, management situation changed and I went from field service mechanic into a manager. And then from a manager there I was doing administration. Um, I even tried working in sales department, not sales, de- in the spare parts de- sales department. But um, I wasn't really happy working in a situation where I had someone else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're I had like, to answer to like on a day to day basis, yeah. You're like yeah. working on your own. Yeah, so we went, that's why we went. When I left work, we didn't know what we was going to do, uh, but we were lucky at that time, the other house we was living in, uh, we'd paid off, and I got my superannuation from the other company. We bought this premises where we're living in now. We rented this one out, and then when I came to the age of 65, we was just in a nice, gentle position where we didn't own anything. And we more or less had two houses. So it was in a good economical position, not uh, wealthy, but, but comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So then that's why we was able to turn around and take on something just light-hearted, like doing lawn mowing and brush cutting and cleaning, etc. And you did that together? We did. Yeah. And did you, it was a good working together? Oh, yeah. Sometimes, we had our moments. Sometimes it was a bit <laughs> not so good. But, uh, and, and when it was very hot, we met some very interesting people. Yeah through working like that, very interesting people. And I learned to use machines that I didn't think I'd ever learned to use. And my favorite was... Um, a Deutsche a Deutsche. A Deutsche Slasher. I don't know the, no, a Deutsche Slasher, obviously a German machine, yeah. brilliant machine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I get fascinated, well, visual thing. I mean, and beautiful machines, like beautiful anything, are, are very good interesting, to good yeah. to operate. And I love, I thought it was a great machine. And so I used, I, I don't know now how I managed to do it because it was quite a big, heavy machine. But we met some very, very interesting people and, uh, and worked very hard. I mean, we did what lots of really horrible jobs sometimes, didn't we? Really um, difficult jobs to do. But we were very lucky in the other house in the summer when it was hot. We had a swimming pool, in, you know, that we built, that the kids loved when they were young, big concrete swimming pools there. If it was very hot and we'd come home and been working, we could just walk off, walk around the back, get rid of our clothes and just drop into the drop pool. Into the pool. <laughs> so, and, and, and obviously we were our own boss, so, you know, and we made enough money to, you know, to keep going. And, I uh, think the big thing was that we didn't have any financial... No. Worries because we had a fairly simple we lifestyle. We were lucky. And we weren't living expensively. That's why I said I've been lucky, you know. Yeah. I ate out and tell a bit because, you know, never want, you know, mansions to live in. It's never have done, really. Um, but it's just doing different things like that working. And as you know, you work with people. It's interesting. Mm. And you do meet some really lovely ordinary people who who are just sweet and nice and kind and um who was who who was the man that he did drink too much near midland what was his name oh yeah i hope yeah. he's remembering that 
and he did and we used, we went and worked for him we did some work oh he was a real tyrant to everybody he was he? a tyrant to everybody else he does said he was a he real a tyrant when he was young and and I went round there one day and he had roses didn't he yeah. and he went round when I'd gone round there and he brought he came out with a beautiful bunch of roses all wrapped down with newspaper I think all nicely folded and he gave them to me and to me that was very special you know, I thought that was that was lovely of him. And because of the type of person he could be, from what we'd heard from his daughter... Because his daughter said, could you come and help him out? Because <laughs> he's living by himself and he's... He's so you know, difficult. <laughs> bit, bit neglected. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, those sort of things are nice. Yeah, yeah. They're the sort of things you remember, you know, that he... So if we work from that one, what what if you had um, three things you could say were important in life for you both, what would they be? Family. First off, mm-hmm. you know the people you love, the children uh, that you love that made your life what it is. Um, um, I suppose the second friends, which of course are incredibly important to, to everybody. The older you get, the more you realise how important friends and the people you love around you are. And no matter what you have in life, those things are important. If you have somebody that gives you love, your children, uh, your spouse, your husband, your your grandchildren, which you don't have yet, is is just they come still come and see you. You know they love you. You can tell they they love you and you love them back. And that is to me more important than anything else. Whatever happens in your life, never whether you make millions or not. If you have love around you, you're lucky. Jim? We'll into agree the... to that. <laughs> getting a nod into the I know, it's that. I know it sounds all, you know, but it's the truth. It's, it's, it's what, um, what is the most important in the end is, is that love you, you give, you get. So if, if you both had the chance to travel back in time mm-hmm. to visit yourself mm-hmm. at the age of 20... Mm-hmm. and you had the chance to tell yourself one thing, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to make more of myself if I was 20. Um, look wider at the world and say, I can do this, not say, this is where I am, I can't do that, that sort of thing. I think I would, you know, mm-hmm. expand myself a bit or be a bit braver. Okay. with things like that. And do you think your 20-year-old self would have listened to you? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't lived the years, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and, and as you do, circumstances do make a huge difference when you're 20. Absolutely. What, what? about you, Jim? What do you think you would have oh, said? I should have stayed at school. I should have gone back to school. It's gone back to school. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 And do you reckon you would have listened to yourself? No. <laughs> and we rest our case. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in hindsight you can be smart. <laughs> but then when you go to your children or your grandchildren, you say, you can, you know, the world is yours. If you want to do something, you can do it. And I think, you know, that's what you learn. That's just going through life, isn't it? How things work out. And uh, I think we've blown your... 
I think. <laughs> You're scheduled out to be. I'm yeah. sorry, we've yeah, probably... got a list of questions here. We're going away. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, we've probably we've gone sidetracked. That's okay. Sorry, didn't mean to do that. No, no. no. Okay, so I've got, I've got a couple. I've got one last question for you. <laughs> why do you think, in your own, just from your own experience, why do you think that people are successful? And success can be whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Successful, just generally living. Why are people they successful? To do. Mm. Not mm. just in business, but successful in just themselves. Successful. Whatever you class as successful. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can state what you believe successful to be. Yes. Um, and then why you think people are. Or, why do you, or you, if you want to look at the opposite, why do you think some people aren't? Mm. That is a very tough question. <laughs> I'd say uh, having self people who've got self confidence. Yeah. Oh, um, For example, when we look at you and Wendy, we think, right, those are the young people. Well, you are young to us. Uh, you've, you seem to have your head screwed on the right way. Different things have happened to you guys, but you've got definite goals and you know where you're going. Mm. I wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that, that's that, that's the uh, feeling we get from you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, so, so if you had a, if you had, um, if you had the opportunity now to talk to my, you know, because my kids are in their twenties, mm. what what would you say to them? What would you say? Well, I said, get as much, make the most of what you get. Got. Get as much out of life as you can. Get educated. Listen to your parents <laughs> because <laughs> whether you think it or not, they often know what's best for you in a lot of ways. You know, like education and. And even though life can be tough, you can get through it if you, you know, if you have love and understanding, especially from your parents, that makes a big difference, I think. And um, And have a good work ethic. Yeah, good work effort, definitely, you know. Say, I can do, I can do, not I can't do. Awesome. Now we're going to go to the fun bit. (laughs) <laughs> Get off the serious subject. So we're going to we're going to do word association. Doc's <laughs> so, good at this. No, I'm not. <laughs> so what we'll do? So as I'll go, I'll ask you dot one, and then I'll yeah. ask you Jim one. And so all all you have to do is whatever comes off the top of your head. It can be what you think about that thing, how it makes you feel. Okay. So um, you mean one word or sentence? You can do a sentence. You can do another oh, word. It's up to you. Paragraph. Yeah. Okay. So dot. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> I'm going to pick money. Money. It's 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 what you um. You exchange for something you, you, you need, something you want, like food. That's what money's for. It's an exchange thing. And, and, and if you haven't got the money, you, you, you know, to buy this, then you, you don't have it. But it's, it's not, well, to my, to my way of thinking, it's not much something that you stack up. You use it to, to buy food with or whatever you need or to help other people if you've got heaps about it. But I would say money's not something you should think of as you have to have so much of it that you could never use it you spread it around yeah Jim are you ready sharks 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 fishy sharks or sharks in the world mm, it's a, a toss-up <laughs> I, I, I immediately think of fish <laughs> <laughs> he, rather, he rather likes shark <laughs> Fish and chips. Yep, fish yeah. and chips. Okay, sharks, fish and chips. chips yeah. Okay, not not Simple. lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll give you food. 
food. <laughs> Something that should be available to all peoples of the world, and it isn't, because some people um, don't like to share. Um, I think it's a necessity, food. It's a necessity for life. It gives you energy. It can be um, delicious. Um, it can be to some people something they just have to have and don't really care about. But they, if they've got to eat to keep going, and and as, as people, some people will say to you if you talk to them, you must know people who say, "I'm not a foodie. I just eat because it's necessary." Which, uh, for someone like me, is very sad. I think you should enjoy what you eat. <laughs> Jim, kids, kids. Children. Children. Oh, children. Kids. kids. Oh. Gee, that's just about as difficult as as, uh, <laughs> as money, isn't it? Uh, kids, what do I think about with kids? Gee, there's so much you could say about that. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it's quite deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think I could even start to say what I think about because it, it it's it's too big a it's, it covers too many things. So if you if you thought of your children and you could put one word to your children, what would it be? Oh, amazing! Amazing. Okay. Awesome. Uh, uh, <laughs> marriage. <laughs> you always leave the room. <laughs> Jim's leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> I think it's a it's 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 a great thing for two people to get. I think anybody who says marriage is just goes along incredibly smoothly, and they never argue, is an untruth. Mm -hmm. I think there are lots of ups and downs in marriage. I think you have to learn to give and take a lot and uh, a lot of understanding between two people and you can walk away from marriage, which a lot of people do uh, for obvious reasons. And um, I think um, sometimes it's the only thing to do. I think it's no good being miserable, you know. But there's, if there's still a spark, if there's still something there, where you can work together and um, get over the problems that you have, because we all have them, um, then to stay together and you get to the age we are now, you still have this companionship and understanding. And um, there's, you know there's somebody there for you. And it's so important, whatever age you are but especially as you become older. These are, these are for you, Jim. Okay, you ready? So these will be, it's, I'm gonna give you five, and then you, you, you tell me which of them you are. Okay, so if you think of yourself, which one would you be? Lucky or unlucky? Lucky. Head or heart? Heart. If you went on holiday, would it be relaxing or adventurous? Adventure. Uh, are you a rabbit or a turtle? Rabbit. <laughs> handy or not? Who? Handy or not handy? Handy, yeah. Handy. Green thumb or a brown thumb? Mm. Brown thumb, I suppose you're meaning like uh, w woodwork or something. 
No, no, no. Can you, do you kill plants or keep them alive? Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, oh yeah, probably a bit of green. Bit yeah. of green? Yeah. Have More you got... green than brown. <laughs> Greeny brown. <laughs> Have you got rhythm or two left feet? Have I got who? Rhythm. Can you dance? Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah? And were you, were you sporty or a couch potato? Mm, probably more sporty, yeah. More sporty. Yeah. And the last one, would you prefer crowds or to be alone? Mm, I don't like either. Oh. What would you prefer? I like a little... I like to be selective. If I wanted a lot of people, then i go there. If I wanted to be by myself, i go by myself. So either or? Either. Either or. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much. So um, what, I, what I'll do from this point is I will have a, I'll re-listen to the whole thing. <laughs> what thing? <laughs> I just feel sorry for Russell. So, so do I. I think I tend to run off at the mouth and say ridiculous things. You know. That's the reason why I want to interview people like yourselves. Right. Because yeah. The, you are just you are my neighbours. Yes. So, mm. and you're you're probably two of the lovely people on our street. Oh, that's very nice. Of you to so say. it's really nice for you yeah. know for yeah. other people to hear. Uh, I hope them. it's helpful. That's to to especially the, to the younger kids. The, to people mm. in general and the younger kids because there are an awful lot of people who. Or well, people our own age have heard it all anyway. Who have problems, you know, that that are difficult yeah. to solve. Well, like I said again, thank you very mm. much. Thanks for giving up your time. Because it is a Sunday night, so. I hope that you really enjoyed that episode because, like I said before, I really, really enjoyed making it. What an amazing couple of people and what great opportunity I had to actually interview them. And, you know, what? some takeaways from the interview, I think people of that age and with that amount of life and wisdom behind them, you know, they said some really amazing things you can't blame others for the things that you choose to do stay back stay active in your life and push you know push yourself to get out there and do some stuff and interestingly if you could go back in time and you could give your younger self some advice you need to recognize that circumstances and the reality that you know a younger person is probably going to make those same errors again because at the end of the day we all need to make the mistakes to become the people who we are variety and moderation is really important marriage and relationships have value and need to be worked on Uh, life might throw you a few curveballs as you could hear they've had a few in their life but you know you can always try to hit them back or duck and i loved um, jim's little quote it's only in hindsight we can be smart. And I think on that, I am going to let you have your week. I know this one's been a long one, um, but again, thank you very much for listening. And for those people out there who think that they can't be interviewed by me because I'm not, uh, because they're not my mate, um, when I call people mates, I mean my friends, my family, my co workers, anyone who I've associated with. And look, at the end of the day, if you're a stranger and you make contact, Well, welcome to my circle of mates. And like always, have a bloody good week, mate.